Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. Today, we are joined by Class of 2021 Senator Helen Tariku and President Aria Austin. Welcome, both of you. We are excited to be talking to some SA reps today. My gosh, it's amazing to be here. Good morning. Good Hello. afternoon. Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so we're really glad that you're here because uh, we were talking about what is the best way for us to form this conversation. And it really went back to that root of what does SA do mm. for a community? I know this is a big question because SA and their logo is kind of everywhere, but you elect us, but not a really a lot of people know what we do. So there are four representatives that are known as senators and then one class president. That's the Senate of William Mary Student Assembly. And we are just kind of a representative body working with administration, faculty, and the student body to elevate the voices and concerns of students and bring a lot of fun initiatives and events to campus. Yeah, I think Helen said it perfectly. We are student assembly, meaning that we're here for the students to elevate their voices, to take all their comments and concerns and to make campus a place where we feel like we all belong. And when you're hearing these concerns of our community, how does student assembly act as that go-between between mm. student voices and administration? It's a lot of collaboration, I feel. So as class president, at the end of all my emails, I say, if you have any comments and concerns, please let me know. And I'm really glad that people take me up on that. I get emails constantly. And that's communication with the 2021 senators and also with SA president, vice president, and chief of staff and any of the other class senators. And often I might also bring up those concerns at the SA meeting too. And a lot of people will also do that. And that will spark a discussion, whether that is live during the student assembly meetings or during committee on Sunday. So we can talk about that even further and figure out if a concern needs to be a resolution, if it needs to be a bill, if it needs to be something that we just talk with admin or find someone we need to talk about to alleviate whatever that concern is. Additionally, like I feel like Student Assembly does have a lot of resources and a lot of people that are focused on certain issues. So outside of Student Assembly we or the Senate, we have cabinet, and those include secretaries that are focused on specific issues. So veterans affairs, sustainability, mm. student life. So then we're able to collaborate with them and have students that are dedicated to focusing on that specific issue rather than kind of spreading ourselves too thin and focusing on like a lot of different things that are impacting our campus community. So from your peers, what are some of those frequent reoccurring themes as concerns are being voiced? I think it shifts given a year, especially now we're in, of course, a global pandemic. So a lot of the concerns are wanting to stay connected to individuals on campus if you're a remote student or what is there to do on campus. And I think just in a general year, it's usually like sometimes about the dining halls, like, oh my gosh, like... How, the food could be better, maybe, or something like that. Or parking is also a really big concern. Academic diversity is also a big concern. That's something that I'm dealing with on the Academic Diversity Project. With Lonnie, who's the chief of staff, and Ramon, who is the education secretary, I believe. Yeah, I'd say a lot of concerns during a normal year. It is dining and parking. But I think also, especially with this year, like pass-fail has been something that's really mm. been a lot of students' minds, especially for their academic well-being, as well as mental health just in general, both this year as well as in previous years, and working with the Wellness Center and other resources on campus to really elevate these to a, a level that really advances our campus community. And so how have those concerns translated to the work that you're doing right now? What are some of the things that you're most proud of? That's a really good question. <laughs> there are a lot of ongoing things. I, I find that I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and will often just hop on as a co-sponsor because a lot of people are doing things. I'll be like, oh, I support that bill. So I'll hop on as a co-sponsor, whether that's with like the period project or with resolutions or with 
like a pass-fail resolution, which was last year. And Randy, who's the 2021 senator, really spearheaded that initiative in communicating with admin. So as a leader, I'm someone who definitely is in a lot of conversations, but I want to make sure that I'm elevating the voices around me because I think that's incredibly important as a leader. You can help people with what they're really passionate about. So I think one of the things I'm the proudest of being a 2021 president is helping elevate the voices around me and helping facilitate things. I was going to say something similar in that I feel like with student assembly, it doesn't necessarily always have to be, you're the figurehead, you're spearheading this movement. You have to be like the face of this bill, this resolution. And it does have a lot of behind the scenes work and utilizing the resources that we have to maybe get in communication with admin because it might be a lot easier for us to get a meeting with, for example, Michael Fox than the average student to do so and like email. So I think like similar to Aria said, doing a lot of behind the scenes work to elevate students' voices and their concerns. Yeah, and what are some of the bills that you passed recently? One bill that we recently passed was the Socially Distanced Physically Together Act. And that essentially is for our students that are remote this semester, helping them still feel the sense of community and like they belong to the William & Mary campus, even though they can't be here on campus with us. And they don't have as many of the events that we've been trying to do, like Six Feet of Fun, that are trying to still build this campus community and still feeling like they're engaged. Like, what can we do so they're getting involved? And then when they come back, would Every time this pandemic may end or whenever they feel comfortable, they have a community to rely back on after they've been gone for however much time. We also had the Coffee and Connections mm -hmm. Bill, right, which was one of the most recent wellness days. And that was to facilitate the conversation between the police and students on campus. They could come on the terrace and just have a cup of coffee, get some stickers, and also build that conversation. Because I know sometimes students are really concerned about the Lawrenceburg Police or the Campus Police, and we want to make sure that students feel safe here. I just, I'm curious, how do you handle when the ask is too big or when it, when they're asking for something that's just, it would never function, it just wouldn't go over? How do you mitigate that? Transparency is yeah. probably the biggest thing and making sure students understand if something, I try to believe that everything is feasible if you put enough energy behind it, but sometimes that just isn't the case. So just making sure we're really transparent about why something cannot work and giving people the details, I think is the biggest thing that we do. I think also addressing smaller issues that may help to lead to like a larger goal. So what is the purpose of this large initiative that you want and how can we achieve that goal through smaller things to work towards that? So then like Ario was also saying, like making it something that's feasible and also being transparent because there are some things that are out of our hand and sometimes people don't know what we do and they think that we can do everything. And sometimes they know what we can do and they don't think we can do that when we actually can. So it's kind of finding that happy mm. middle ground of this is what we can do. This is how you can help. Let's do this together. I was going to say, Helen, based on what you just said, how much of the work that you do is that expectation management in helping them understand that, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. This is how it works. I feel like it really depends on the students because sometimes a lot of students will bring their concern to us and then they feel like, oh, they're able to mitigate this issue that we had. They can do X, Y, and Z. And that expectation sometimes is a lot because then they'll pass that information to other people and then other people will come to us and we're like, we're really sorry, we actually cannot do that. We were able to do this because of these reasons, but we can't do this because of this reason. So it's really, again, about knowing our audience and making sure they know what we do and how we can do it with whatever we have. And sometimes that's just being people that can elevate an issue to admin. We really like to let students know that they can spearhead an initiative if they really want to. And if they want to bring that to student assembly to help so we can help bring that attention to admin, we do that quite often, I feel, as well. 
Now, I'm also curious, too, because we have students who have brothers, sisters, friends, cousins at other universities in the area. When people have an initiative or something they'd like to see done, how much of that is, like, original to the university? Or how much of that do you think is, well, they're doing this at UVA, so we need to do that, too? Or, hey, VCU just did that. Why don't we do that? I think it's a little bit of both because— I feel like with the Virginia school system, a lot of it is interconnected and we do have a large population from Northern Virginia, myself included. So a lot of your friends do go to the other schools, so you're really keeping on top with that and hearing their experiences. So I feel like a lot of people sometimes bring those ideas and take in consideration those resources and just think it'll be applicable to William & Mary. But sometimes I do think ideas form organically from students and what is on our campus and what we think we need to be doing to advance ourselves. So what's the process between when you receive a concern or a comment and then you are able to put that into action? What does that process look like when you all are working through it? I'd say the first step is discussing a game plan on what we want to do and kind of figuring out who we need to be talking to within student assembly as well as outside of student assembly because there is like a lot of logistics and game planning that happens before we actually start taking those action steps. And then once we kind of figured out our game plan, we write a bill and that goes into being presented into our Senate meetings. And then that bill gets sent to whichever committees that we want. And then committees meet on Sunday. They discuss it over. And then that next following Tuesday, we all discuss it and either pass or don't pass the bill. Let's give an example. So a couple of years ago, we passed the Flashing Beacon Act, correct? And I was just seeing a concern that in a couple parts of campus, whether it was Richmond Road or Jamestown, it was dangerous to cross the street because there is no way for cars to stop and everything. So someone brought that concern to student assembly. And first it was saying, like, who do we need to contact about that? And getting in that point of contact, then figuring out if we need, like, do we need money to get another one? Like, where's that money going to come from? Is it coming from student assembly? Is it coming from somewhere else? And then we turn that into a bill. And then now there's a beacon, <laughs> another flashing beacon, two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are some of the things that are just like so blue sky thinking that you just, you're, you're aspiring for that, but it's just, it's not within immediate reach, but you know that it, it's there. I feel like right now, the naming and yeah, renaming, renaming buildings of campus community, like we have had some bu buildings being renamed, but to the extent that we feel like students will be satisfied, that kind of does seem like it's really far goal and it's really about working with administration and like the BOV and other groups on campus to ensure that we can reach that but as of right now I'd say that's just one example of something that seems like up in the big blue you know in my mind actually I, I don't feel like that's a <laughs> logistically at the school it seems like it's a really far-reaching goal but you know you see other universities like JMU who renamed their buildings really quickly and in your mind it, it considering like comparing yourself to other schools it's like we are one of the oldest schools in the nation why can't we do that too? It doesn't seem like a lot of work to me. But then you get into like, why can we change it? Is it like money? Is it, what? what is keeping it from that? So that's when it becomes complicated and we have to figure out how, what we can do to make students feel comfortable and also to continue to fund the school, whether it's a building that has still has donors, but makes students uncomfortable with that name. It's really existing in that leeway place between the student voice and the administrative voice and passing in between the two. So as your peers have concerns and would like to get in touch mm. with you, what is what are some of those resources that you're able to provide for them? Our website, well, you can go to William & Mary, and I think it's going to be linked, but you can just search up William & Mary Student Assembly, and then it'll have all the representatives and a lot of the individual members with their email from both like the student body president, vice president, and chief of staff, as well as each class divided, as well with the cabinet members and who to focus on. It doesn't have the undersecretaries, which like, 
fall under those secretaries just because there is so many and so many different varieties that they can fall into. But it does have a lot of information in which you can contact us there. You can email us. You can find also just like talk to us. And pre-COVID, we used to have like some events like SAFAQ week, which is just like frequently asked questions. And it was just kind of get to meet your representatives. We used to table. And that was a time for students just to come talk to us, like see what we can do. How can we work together? And that's just like one instance. Yeah, and I know some, I mean, I'm really comfortable with people just DM me on my social media, which actually happens quite often, too. And they'll be like, hey, Ari, what about this? I'll be like, yeah, like, here you go. There's an information. So if senators are comfortable with that, a lot of people will just reach out to us on social media and we'll get back to them pretty quickly. Is it still possible to join the essay? I'd say yes. It just depends on the capacity is how you would want to join it. And we're actually about to have elections. Campaigning starts tomorrow, I believe. And then I think election day may be April 1st, but don't quote me on that. But we do have (laughs) Senate, which is like myself and then class presidents like Aria. But then after that is decided, that's when cabinet opens up after the student body, president, vice president, and chief of staff have been selected. Then you can apply through a process to be on the cabinet and then later undersecretary positions as well. Yeah, I think if you want to get involved in SA, I always say go for it if you want to run for a position. But Helen and I have both been involved since freshman year, but there definitely are people who just joined senior year or have joined sophomore year. So I think if there's a position open, go for it. And if you see something that you want to enact positive change on campus and that's your platform, go for it. And if it's a little bit daunting to run for a senator position, I say go for that undersecretary position to really dip your toe into what student assembly is and what you can do and then go from there, yeah. Now, are, is there space where graduate students can move into, or do they have their own? So the graduate students actually do have their own council, the graduate council, and they have a president of that, and each of the grad schools also have representatives, which we actually, even VIMS has a representative now in the school of that, I believe, which hasn't been the case the past few years, um, but now they have representatives, which is really great, and they come to the Senate meetings every Tuesday, and they their voices are represented as well, which I think is really great. So we do have that relationship with the grad schools. Oh, that's awesome. So if someone's feeling hesitant about speaking up about a concern or problem that they had, what's your best piece of advice to Mm. empower these voices to bring those to the table? I'd honestly say just start talking with other people about it and then maybe talking to other individuals who you feel can elevate your concern to us if you don't necessarily feel comfortable or just maybe like saying what are the next steps like who do I necessarily need to talk to if I don't want to necessarily talk to my class representative? Is there an undersecretary that I already know? Because a lot of people don't actually realize how many people are in student assembly. Yeah. <laughs> there is so many people in so many parts of campus that are involved. So you just need to talk to one person and then it'll just kind of be like a domino effect where it'll just get passed along and then like a chain reaction. Yeah, just know that we are here for the students. We, are, we want to hear your concerns or positive feedback too. And if someone doesn't know the answer, somebody is bound to know the answer because we are such a big organization. So just talk to us and we will do our best to empower you and to help you through whatever you're going through or want to change on campus. And five or 10 years from now, when you look back on your time here at William & Mary, what's going to be something associated with Student Assembly of which you're proud? I think the the Cypher Award is something that's really important and empowering for the community. And Helen, aren't you working on that? One, having more people get the Cypher Award, too, um, in the graduate schools. And I think the things that I'm proud of that Student Assembly has done is just collaborating with other organizations. I think that's the most important thing, whether that's with the Let's Get Consensual campaign, whether it's with the Student Health Center, whether it's with supporting um, the LGBTQIA community, just 
we are here for the students and I just hope that's something that Student Assembly continues to do always, just empowering other people and supporting those organizations. One thing for me that I really enjoyed was my junior year or my sophomore or junior year, we had a collaboration with WMPD and it was Traffic Safety Week and it was just a whole week of promoting traffic safety initiatives and events and it was super fun and we also did make a very cringy but fun music video to... Just it's a good yes. music video. It's, <laughs> it's a sexy it. back instead. It says safety back. And I just thought that was so fun. And I will always remember that because it's on YouTube. And like, I always remember <laughs> about it whenever I hear that song. So I think 10 years from now, if that song ever plays back, that's what I listen to. That's what I'm like hearing. And I'm just like thinking about the lyrics. So that's what I think about. Justin Timberlake would be proud. Thank you so much for being here. Anything else that you want to add? Final words? Please reach out to us. We're not as scary. Like, it's a huge organization, but we're here to, like, want to help you. That's our entire job. And we really do like to have a lot of efforts that we're promoting, especially not just, like, the big things like dining and parking. But if you have, like, a small concern, we will try and do that. So, yeah, please reach out. Yes, we want to help you flourish. That is what we want to do. (laughs) Helen, Aria, thank you so much for your time. Thanks to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for the support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Brittany Emmons, Colin Cross, Tiddy Hellman Dollar, Ben Heath, Daria Moody, and myself, Eric Garrison.